is the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Banu, a time efficiency expert and a business operation strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nations. So today, please welcome my lovely Maria over here. So, Maria Gabriel, um, she's a part-time lifestyle and business strategist, a full-time mom of two, award-winning author, and TEDx speakers. She helps women build and grow their businesses without the overwhelm, the stress, the burnout from her over 15 years experience that she has built several six-figure business. So today, everyone, um, I think we're going to share with you again, as you always know that we stand for building your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. So this is the episode that also, again, support you on this idea thank you so much for joining get us back radio today maria oh my gosh it's a pleasure to be here thank you so much for having me on i absolutely love what you're up to i love your show it is it speaks to my heart and it's so important for all of us so i'm i'm really happy to be here with you well thank you so much you maybe sure already we haven't started yet <laughs> anyway before we get started though i want i want the audience to know more about who you are so could you please share with me how you started your entrepreneurial journey? Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack just to the part where um, that relates to what we're talking about today, which is probably I call one of the most important pivotal moments of my life. It, I refer to it sometimes as a midlife crisis <laughs> because a lot of women will to me and say, "I think I'm having a midlife crisis," but it actually. Uh, I think it's more tied into overwhelm and things that we're going to talk about today. So uh, like most women today, uh, the majority of women today, according to statistics, about uh, several, you know, over a decade ago, I was in a place where I was living the dream. I checked off all the boxes. I was, you know, I worked in the legal field. My husband and I were building a wonderful green home, going on like 10 vacations a year. We had our two kids, you know, which we were told we couldn't have. So everything seemed like everything on the outside seemed like a blessing. Everyone was like, you guys are a super couple. You're doing all the things. And, you know, it was so far from the truth. The The truth was that we were actually not the super couple and the life was getting to us. And what was getting to us was this day-to-day grind of living a life that wasn't really feeling authentic. It felt, it felt right according to culture, society, and it felt like we were doing all the things we were supposed to do between college, marriage, building homes and you know, vacations and all those things, but we were far from living a fulfilled life. And I think that resentment was starting to get to us. 
and I was, we're both type A and I was super busy being successful and he was super busy being successful that, um, we weren't really present. And before you know it, just fast forward to all of a sudden, I, he and I are not happy. My relationship was, we were, we were talking about separation. We were basically separating and in the process of that. Uh, my kids were little. I had an autoimmune disease. It caught up with my health. All that race and pressure and having to live this kind of like status dream or something. And um, I had an autoimmune disease, a chronic illness. And I, I, although I was trying really hard to be an amazing mom to my kids, I, I wasn't. My kids tell me today that I was just not present and always, um, they said I was angry, which I'm like, I was but they pick up on everything. I was like, but I was trying so hard. So it felt like my life, everything I worked so hard to build and complete all these check marks with was destroying my life. So I was exhausted and I couldn't understand why I did everything right. Why is my life so unhappy? And so that was the turning point where I had to change everything. And that's when my, my journey really began. Mm. Um, uh, okay. Can, can we go back a little bit? Like how it's really feel like, why do you need to wait until everything has to hit you? What are the red flags, you know, red flags? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's such a good question. I don't know why we wait. I, I, you know, as I think about the answer to that question, most of us have this conditioning from young to get the car, get the house, go to college, get married, have your kids, build a dream, have your forever home. Like all these terms are almost like instilled inside of our head from young. Culturally, it's cultural conditioning, societal conditioning, family conditioning, and it's just constantly coming. And you think, oh, I'm doing all these things right. And uh, it looks right. So when it doesn't feel right, you're not paying attention to the red flags because you're like, why doesn't it feel right? There must be something wrong with me because mm -hmm. that's the right thing to be doing. Why am I not happy? There must be something wrong with me. So you keep denying it until it catches up to you and, it, and then you're past all the red flags and you're at a point of suffering almost. Mm. And what was your first thought that you decided to, okay, now is the time to take it back. Take my life back. <laughs> take my life back. Uh, I had to take my time back, my life back, my health back, my marriage back, my motherhood <laughs> back. And somehow still keep my success, right? Like how do you do all of that and stay under this term success? Well, you have to kind of get clearer and define what success means to you. So I really had to take it back that way and say, you know what? There's this overall idea of success in the world that everybody's subscribing to. But what does success really mean to me? Mm -hmm. um, and so success to me was, sure, I want to enjoy a profitable business doing what I love and waking up every day and doing something I love and being of service and helping other women. But what exactly does that mean? It also, I also had to define it as I want to be successful in all areas of my life life in my relationship um, with my kids have a healthy bond and strong relationship with my children have a strong relationship with my friends my health my connection to spirit that was overall success for me and I kind of when I made that decision 
it was the first step. It was the first awareness, the first conscious choice towards change. But then there was no one out there that was actually had figured out, had cracked the code of how can you be successful and have all these things without it catching up to you and you burned out. And it's kind of like I had to figure it out by myself because everyone else was suffering from the same thing. And women weren't really talking about it. It's like, I am successful, but I want, I don't want to talk about all these other things that are suffering. You know, maybe I have a disease or an, you know, an autoimmune something, or my relationship may not be so great. No one was really talking about it. And that was the other problem. So it's like, first let's talk about it and say, me too, I'm suffering too. And then let's try to figure out how to create some solutions here. So I started to talk about it and all of a sudden more women were like, me too, I'm struggling or we're divorcing or I'm unhappy. I have all the things, but I'm not fulfilled. Like all of a sudden everybody was raising their hand. And now we have statistics that are showing about 98% of women are suffering from the same issue, mm. whether they're business owners or yeah. What We're talking about it. <laughs> what was the first part that you decided? to to take back <laughs> what would be the first one the what, first what was the first one yeah the first area I focused on was my relationship so my husband and I thankfully are together today and we have an amazing relationship uh, my kids are older now I have a 16 year old and a 14 year old um, so after that it was it, that that was a long road trying to heal we had to do our own work. So when we were separating, there was no plan for us to get back together. We had made that decision. So we kind of went our own way. I found my first coach. He found his first practitioner. So we were doing the personal work to figure out what exactly caused down. And that's when we had to start unraveling this unconscious program that we were given that we didn't realize. You know, it was just there from the beginning. And so we had to kind of dismantle that unconscious um, decision and conditioning. And nine months later, we had, without any plans, we had kind of decided we kind of like each other again, I think maybe, and let's just start hanging out again a little bit. And before you know it, we were like, Hey, you're kind of different. Hey, you're kind of different. You're like a different person. What have you been doing? And we realized we were both doing personal work. We both got support and, uh, went deep and shifted our lives and perspectives and we reconciled our relationship thankfully so that worked out very well that was the first thing mm, and what makes then if i may ask well, yes the next thing was my health i did not realize how much stress and overworking and the definition a wrong definition of success will take a toll on your health so I had Hashimoto's, I developed a thyroid condition mm -hmm. and it was, I didn't even realize it was happening because I was just so go, go, go and focused on timelines and, you know, multi, you know, seven figure income and all these things that uh, it was happening without me realizing it. So that was a long road that took a lot out of me, but, uh, and there was no guarantees that you could ever reverse a thyroid condition. Uh, but thankfully with the right help I did. And so, um, it's, I just got to check up last month because you got to go in and check it out. Uh, make sure you're always on the right track and it's almost a decade later and it, I still don't have that, um, my thyroid condition. 
back, thankfully. So, yes, I call these the four pillars of health, the four pillars of a successful life, um, which is, you know, your relationships, your health, your connection to spirit and your business or your career. Once all those uh, four of those are working really well, then you're at this amazing place that where nothing can really rock you. So first it was my relationship, then it was my health. Yeah. At that time that you um, break out about your relationship, have you started your business yet or are you still working at your previous job? Yes. So at that point I had just started. So I was working for, first I was working for the legal field. I left corporate. Then uh, at that, right after that, I had started my own business in the legal field and that was also successful. That's kind of when I started to realize oh. I'm, I'm really, I can, I can help women. I kind of have this, um, understanding of how to grow businesses in different industries. So I, I went out, did it for myself too. And then, uh, it was during that time that women were reaching out to me from a book I had written and saying, you know, how is it that you're growing, you know, all these businesses and they're always successful. And so that just started to work on its own. And I, w I started coaching women to grow their business, but because I was struggling with all this healing and reversing that I was doing at the time, I was teaching them the importance of if you're going to grow your business, make sure you do not compromise all these other areas, your health, your relationships, like we're going to do this the right way so that you don't come back five years later burned out because all the other areas weren't paid attention to. They're all important. So we were improving all their areas of life as they were growing their dream business, which was amazing. So that's kind of how it started. It's funny how life works, right? You hit a break breakdown, but then it, redirects you into this other direction yeah and do you feel any difference between working at the corporate and handling these formulas versus being an entrepreneur and also still have to handle these formulas as well are there any so I, the difference between yes i think i got i it, I lost you for a second, but I think I got it. A difference between being in corporate and being an entrepreneur. Yeah, while handling the four. Sorry, do you hear that? Everything okay? Yeah. Did, did you hear that? So yes. Now someone's like speed up or something. Okay, I apologize. That's okay. Uh, okay, my question. Is <laughs> so did I any any difference between the two? Yeah, but um, is there any difference when you were working in a corporate and um, handling your four pillars versus uh, while you are an entrepreneur or near business owner and you still handling the four pillars? No, are there any differences between these two? So to be totally honest, when I was in the corporate world, I wasn't even aware the four pillars weren't in my presence mm -hmm. yet. I was just work, 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 and no one was talking about the other areas of life. The four pillars is something I came up with in one of my programs uh, after I was a coach and had had all those breakdowns and had all those clients that were having the same breakdowns. So at that point, I was already an entrepreneur and um, a business coach for women. And 
what I can say about that question though is the women that do come to me that are still in corporate or they're CEOs of their own business, the same rules apply. So like when I gave the TEDx talk or when I give a talk at a, at a global conference or something, the women that are out there come from all walks of life. A lot of them are still in corporate. A lot of them are running something in corporate or they've gone off and started their own business. The same rules apply. And the reason is because the same breakdowns will show up if you're not, if you don't have the systems and the tools to grow your career or grow in the corporate arena or grow your business. If you don't have certain structures and frameworks in place, what starts to happen is you, you kind of get caught up again. Some of it is societal conditioning. You kind of get caught up in succeeding in that arena. And then all, all of a sudden you're exhausted or you're not home as much or you're not present as much with your kids or someone else is driving your kids now to the play or something. And, um, maybe you're not going to the gym as much, right? So that starts to take first place in any arena that you're in. It's just kind of the way we're wired. We are wired to succeed. So that starts to like be the first thing and people forget that the other parts are important. So all of a sudden, oh, I didn't go to the gym today. That's okay. I had to f- submit this project. Oh, I didn't, you know, hang out with my friends this weekend because I had to work late or, you know, but that's okay because I'm going to get this done at work. The same rules apply in both arenas, corporate or entrepreneurship. So for someone who's still working in a corporate and thinking about having a side hustle, not really, well, we don't want you to have a hustle and your part-time job or something that you want to build a small business anyway, but like, yeah, what would you suggest them? Like where they should start? Why they should start? Where, where? Something on the side. Oh, where this, like, what would be the first step for them? So usually the first thing I always suggest is if you're already working somewhere, sometimes women are like, I'm done. I'm leaving. They come to me at their, like at the end of the line. And I say, okay, well, if you have to leave, we'll talk about ways where you can leave and grow something else. If you have certain um, variables in place, but if they can stay another six months, and then I'm coaching them during that time. The first thing we have to always get clear on, super clear on, and that's always the first step on a call is to get super clear on what exactly is it that your side entrepreneurship, I know this is the word side hustle for me too. So, so there's actually a term now in all of our studies where we're learning about women um, feeling exhausted and depleting and, and having chronic illness from stress. It, we're calling it side entrepreneurship. Okay. So, yeah. So if they want to start to build a dream or grow their business or they've had something in their heart, I can't, I just, I got to leave. This isn't working anymore. I got to go do this. We have to get super clear on what that is first, right? What does that look like? We start to create an overall vision, uh, a clear vision so that they know exactly where they're heading first, right? So what does this look like? And then from there, we start to micro step it down um, or reverse engineer it is what we say sometimes so that we can understand what that action plan would be in order for them to get going within six months. And usually within a year, my clients will start to, some of them will even have six figures by then. It always depends. But um, the first step would be to get clear on what it is that you're doing. The other thing that I like to always ask is, 
a lot of the times women will think that when they leave their corporate environment and start their own business, that everything will change. I like to get super clear and let them know that there's a lot of moving parts to running your own business. Many components. And again, you're going to need systems and frameworks to be able to manage them. Otherwise, what's going to happen is the reason why most women are shutting down their businesses is because they don't realize what they're stepping into. There's no plan. There's no mentorship. And all of a sudden, there's so much to do that they've never done before. They have no blueprint. And now they're working even more than when they did it in corporate. Now they're working on the weekends and their heart is invested in it. And all of a sudden, it's like they're working late hours. And what they were trying to leave, they're repeating. And they're still exhausted. Now, the other thing is their heart is involved in it, so they don't want to stop. So applying and integrating systems for them to manage this new baby that they're creating and putting out into the world is the next step after we get clear as to where they're going. So those two are very important. Otherwise, they repeat the cycle in a way. Yeah, I bet you got asked a lot about like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's based as well as product based. I want to do drop sheet as well. You know, I think that that wouldn't cost a lot of time. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So clarity, clarity helps with all of that. Getting, having a very clear conversation helps. Because we do have a lot of passions, right? Things that are, that's, that we're, maybe we're called to do or excited to do or passionate about. So yeah, it's important to get clear. Yeah. And I just want to let the audience know as well that sometimes you need to taste whether you like to do it, but how you can do it like effectively or not. That's a different story. So if you don't have that, like, background history of doing that as a data to decision further, you can only experiment. <laughs> That's the yes. real. That's the truth of this world. Yes. So true. Yeah. yeah. So I want to ask you about this. I know that um, at that time you already have two children and I know that I'm an only child, so I don't really like my dad and my mom, like my parents are working so hard, like so hard. Um, and I can understand as a, as a child, like when, when I was younger, that, um, it's so hard to see my parents at like the daytime, but only nighttime is only a few hours. Like that's really touched me. So I want to know, like in case in the future that I got married and like I could manage my home better. And I asked for the audience as well that. How would you manage the time to your two children before you were able to discover this formula and ask her, like, what are the differences? Mm. You know what's interesting? So I'm, I'm thinking of this one client who, um, God bless her, she left corporate during COVID. She left, she left corporate two years ago and um started used brought all of her skills everything she learned from her career at that point and started her own marketing business and um single you know and doesn't have kids and has come to realize all the moving parts of running a company and she's doing great 
she, I think she was, she had hit six figures before we were even talking, maybe her first, a little less than a year. She's doing great. So even, you know, she doesn't have the kids, you would think, but she is completely, completely overwhelmed to the point where it's almost, she, she, in the beginning, she couldn't even get to the coaching calls to get the support that she needed to put an end to this, right? What's interesting is how this shows up. Whether you have a family, don't have a family. Uh, I remember when we first got on our calls, she was saying she doesn't even have time to see her friends anymore. Like her social life is non-existent and her, she doesn't make it to the gym anymore. It's because she's launching this new baby, right? So it's important to bring all of this in from the start, if possible. If not, there's still ways, there's still hope. Um, but my goodness, if you're already doing that and then you're overwhelmed and then you're talking about bringing in kids to something that's already, um, taxing your health and your well-being, the, the best thing I can say is get help because to you, bringing children or a partner and increasing you know, you want to invest time with a partner. You want to enjoy your time with children. You, you're bringing those into your life for a reason. You want to enjoy them and bring your best to them. I would say, um, if you have support, try to find some, some system, some program or something that will help you manage your time in a way where you can enjoy all these new parts that you're bringing into your, into your world. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. And how, how you, um, yeah, I want to ask you this question. I think apart from overwhelming and feeling like not doing enough, I think women in general having issue with, um, emotion balance. Mm like on daily basis, uh, whether they are mom or not, how, how would you manage your emotion and still having the productivity in place? Yeah, that's great. That's a great question because it's so important. So uh, some people may already have some tools and modalities that they use. Um, the first thing I want to say is if you do have one, get into the habit of actually using them. Because mm. people will, will learn how to do something. Maybe they learn meditation. Maybe they learned, you know, EFT or something, prayer. And then they get caught up in their day to day that they don't use that. Mm. So I'll usually ask, do you have any tools that you found to be effective? And they'll be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did this thing last year and I learned this amazing, wonderful thing that makes me feel better or calm. How often do you use it? I don't have time to use it. And it's like, we're back to the I don't have time conversation, right? So the first thing I would say is um, just carve out at least a minute at some point in your day. Maybe when you need it the most. Maybe you're having an emotional uh, experience. Something happened in the middle of your day. Bring in that tool. Just take a breath, stop, go to the bathroom, and bring in a tool. Prayer, meditation, um, again, EFT, emotional freedom technique, whatever it is, you know, NLP, take a minute, pause and use what you already have in your toolbox. I call it the toolbox. If you don't have any tools, then I highly suggest to get support, someone that can teach you 
or um, take a class or something, something quick. Uh, I use something quick that I use with my, I, I have a huge toolbox that I use for myself and my clients. And I, I take whatever I need. I pull out whatever I need from that toolbox, depending on what's going on, right? Um, sometimes I'll use it in the morning, a minute, right when I wake up, uh, I'll, I'll say some gratitude words like, thank you so much for this new day, the new opportunity to do things differently or better or to enjoy what I've already created, right? Just that's even like 30 seconds. You have no idea. There's so many studies about what gratitude can do for even diabetes and blood pressure and stress. And just a couple of gratitude words will go take you such a long way. 30 seconds, right? We all have that. Um, but if I'm overcome by an emotion, let's say something happened with my kids or just life happens, right? Something happens unexpected, whatever. Somebody upset you. You know, there's another um, exercise that I use and it's just about, it's a one minute exercise, TAT. And it's amazing of how it just dissolves an intense feeling in just about 15 seconds, 30 seconds. And then in a minute, it's completely, you're on the other side of it. Now you're coming from a different place. Instead of coming from a place of fight or flight, which is the back of your brain, your reptilian brain, the oldest part of your brain, where your fight, flight, freeze, fawn, all those things where you're like, ah, now you're pumping, you're relaxed. And now blood is being, and oxygen is being pumped to your frontal lobes. And now you, which is your conscious creative area. And now you can approach your situation in a more conscious, creative, solution-oriented, mindful way, that took was a minute or less, right? So tapping your toolbox. If you have one, remember that you have one, grab something from there. And if you don't have one, then it's super important to start to create one just so, so you can make better decisions. Yeah. So in case anyone wants to get a support from you or they just want to follow your work, and I'm sure that it's going to be amazing. Where can they find you then, Maria? Sure. Uh, so you can always connect with me uh, at real.com. That's the website. And there's an amazing workshop that touches on all of these and actually even bonuses in some of the tools. I love that you mentioned tools because it's important for us to have those readily available. And so those are in there as well, and I teach them. And that's mariagabrielle.com slash workshop. And it's free. It's, it's, you know, it's a workshop that anyone can attend. There's no cost to it. And I into the pillars, the four pillars, uh, all the tools that you can bring into your life that can help you stay less stressed and not be, you know, a statistic. Like we said, 98% of women that are suffering from what people are calling the new epidemic is burnout which is actually causing death now. The WHO, the World Health Organization, just, this is crazy because it just happened, just really? declared burnout, just, yeah, just declared burnout as a disease. Oh. It's an official illness that causes death. It's, it's a real thing, which is why it's so important for women to say, yes, I'm experiencing burnout too. Yes, it's important to face it and talk about it because if you don't, it doesn't, it leads to illness and death according mm. to, you know, the WHO and, um, many other organizations now and, and people are finally paying attention. Companies are paying attention. We are paying attention and we're not just saying, oh, it's just, 
it's just burnout. No, 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 no. You have to, it will catch up to your life. So, um, so yeah, we touch on all of that and how to address this issue because it is a real issue now. It's real. It's not fluff and how to, how to not go down this rabbit hole. So that's mariagabrielle.com slash workshop. Thank you for asking. Yeah, sure. So all the links will be um, put in the description below as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely check it out. I think it's important, as I say, that you need to put yourself first, no matter what, and find what really, what you want, make it clear, and move forward. If it's not work, well, change the plan. Don't change the goal, right? Keep focused. So yeah, thank you so much for joining Get Us Talk Radio today. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that supports your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.